Annyeong, and welcome to Hallyu Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, P.D. Rave. This is episode 37. They did it. Enjoy. Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Hallyu Juku. Here once again, I am P.D. Rave. With me, as always, is my buddy, Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Kaz. How you doing, Kaz? Weirdly well. <laughs> I thought the internet paused on me. <laughs> I had a moment. I was like, what? Did, did our hangout crash in the middle of, of recording? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but no, no. You just froze. Now we're good. Uh, we are gathered once again to talk more East Asian pop culture. And as we always do... We start off with uh asking each other what music has caught our attention this week. Uh Kaz, what have you been listening to this week? I've been listening to just like a lot of music on repeat. Um using my Pandora playlist uh of music on from there. But what I decided to add because I listened to it and thought it was actually pretty good, um, was some music from the YG group winner. Mm-hmm. Uh with their first song coloring. Uh most of these song both of these songs actually I think were released earlier this week. Yes. Um, in the month of August, um, or, or, you know, earlier in the week, uh, there are two songs from Winter. The first one, like I said, being Color Ring. And both songs to me are really good. Uh, Color Ring, I think, is the one that's a little more sadder, a little more soulful. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a little more sad. It's a little more soulful. Uh, so it, it's a better show off of vocal vocalization and things like that um but i i was surprised by how this song was work together on it uh so i'm surprised by by it uh yeah. and because of that i decided to check out the other winner song empty uh both of these songs weirdly were released on the 11th. Uh, there was yes. no kind of staggering release for these. Just straight up <laughs> um, dropped but, a bomb. Uh, empty <laughs> is... Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight up drop. Yeah. Um, empty, the the second song from Winter. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprisingly... I don't know why I'm so surprised, but for some reason, I am legitimately surprised by how good both of these songs were. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised how well it seems these boys can, and how good their voices seem to work together on both tracks. So good on you, YG, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also rather surprised by the non-staggered release too uh of, of these songs and dropping them both on the same day but i guess it's been such a whirlwind with them that they just want to get them out there as best that they can uh is what my thoughts would be on that situation i don't really know i can't really speak to that but yeah. my ideals being most likely they just want to get them out there and and start impressing people with what's going on yeah, um, and would you say, and, uh, the, would you say you're, are you surprised that they didn't go with more of a high tempo song? 
especially with the kind of the the the, the, the they also have that hip hop influence and that they I know that they do do some more dancing more high tempo songs. Were you surprised they went with ballads rather than like you know eye catching up you know tempo high energy songs? Yeah, but I think they're kind of trying to set a pace, um, and they're they're kind of. I generally, I generally think the people at YG are smart, no matter what we tend to say about them. Um, I think when it comes to the things musically, I think when it comes to the things that they do musically, they, they tend to be rather smart. And I feel like there is a bigger ideal that we're not seeing just yet. So, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more from Winter and seeing more from Winter, actually. Mm-hmm. After all, all that we've heard about them, mm-hmm. um, yeah. my last song uh, will be familiar to anyone who is fond of East Asian pop culture, um, East Asian singers, uh, video games, or anime. Any of those things, you'll know this name. Uh, Yuji Dada. Um, on and on. Uh, one of my favorite songs. Anytime I'm generally playing games, or it's one that pops up in that rotation, like I said, coming from my Pandora playlist. Uh, it's just such a fun, great, upbeat song. Um, and I, I really, really like this song a lot. Yeah. Utada Hikaru is kind of one of those names you see everywhere, especially on OSTs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Undeniable. Yeah, it's a yeah. really fun song. Uh, coming off her album, uh, this is the yeah. one. Pretty much for for this, like I I had been playing video games and I I got a string of UT Dada and Boa, <laughs> so it was just like I've done I've done so much Boa on the show I and I've done so much UT Dada as well, but I was just like you know what? I'm gonna give a little bit more love to UT Dada like I just freaking love her voice I love everything about her uh, she's such a great singer um, such a great icon like. Pretty said in in original soundtracks and things like that that like it, it's always fun hearing her song same thing for boa as well like anytime i hear a boa song it's it's just instant fun yeah um fun stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah that was some fun songs uh all right so for my stuff uh some of the things that i've caught my attention quite a few things uh ladies code came back uh with a new track uh called kiss kiss uh and uh you know what's a- funny before you even sent me the doc and I was looking for things and before I got to winter, I came across both of these songs that you had. Oh, PD's probably going to do them. <laughs> so I just skipped <laughs> over them. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ladies code, uh, kiss, kiss. Uh, it is, a, it's a fun, upbeat song. It, it basically, it's a, it's a ladies code song. Uh, it's very reminiscent of pretty, pretty. Uh, both in the kind of the style of the video and the style of the song. So it's not groundbreaking and it's, uh, <laughs> not a whole lot new, but it's really fun. And, uh, I can't help but kind of play this in my, you know, in my phone, you know, playing my, on my headphones on my bus ride to work to kind of get myself, uh, ready for the day. And, and it's just a, a fun song, catchy, uh, and I have to say, the fact that uh, people have kind of cr- uh, criticized this song a little, a little bit for being the same as every other song that they do, but 
I kind of like that Ladies Code have defined this, like, peppy, this specific sound of this peppy, disco-y, uh, catchy songs, you know, perky music videos, uh, style. The, and I, I, I like that they're kind of, they define this little style. Uh, and I like this song. It's a fun song. I don't know. What, what, mm-hmm. Did, did, did you get a good impression of this song? Um, I listened to it the first time and I didn't really get a real beat on it. Then I kind of, I, I kind of went back to it after I had already picked the songs that I were going to, I was going to do for the show today and listened to it again. And I was like, you know what? I actually like fun. I think it's kind of cute and quirky. And like you said, it, it's ladies code. It, it's their style. It, it's what you know from them. And yeah, you you can harp on them for being like, oh, you always do the same thing. But sometimes for certain groups, like if if you probably heard something different from them, and I'm I'm saying like for for the people who say that, you probably wouldn't like it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes for certain groups, the thing that they do the best is the thing that they do the best, and you have to give that to them. Um, and like I said, when I came back to it the second time around, I, I actually enjoyed it, and I had a lot more fun with it. And I'm, I generally probably will will say more like, oh, you know, I didn't really care for this. It was probably on their first listen of it. And in, sometimes you can't really judge something on your first listen of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun ladies go. I, I think uh, they're a really fun group, and I'm, uh, I'm glad they uh, continued their funness uh, and all. Uh, but yeah, that was a fun track. Go ahead and check it out. Uh, another track that caught my attention, uh, was some new stuff from Secret. Uh, Secret, uh, if you will. Uh, their new track, I'm in Love, uh, which very much, uh, like has been said before by some experts, very much going back to, uh, some of the stuff and some of the sound that put Secret on the map. To say, uh, you know, back to their magic and Madonna days, uh, with I'm in love, uh, very cool, powerful, mm-hmm. sexy, uh, song, very cool style to it. Uh, nothing too out there, complex, nothing that you don't necessarily see elsewhere, but just executed really well, uh, and executed in a way that, that really, uh, secret exceptionally uh, does exceptionally well uh and has done well for for quite a few years now uh i don't know what what do you think Cass? uh i i i like it but it's it's a song that i like oh okay it's a secret song i like it it's not a song that like i'm so excited for like it's not something i'm gonna run out yeah. And make sure is in my playlist, but it's a song that I was like, Oh, okay. I like this. I like secret. It, it did remind me of one thing that I am kind of starting to get over is the, uh, the way that they do rap breakdowns yeah. <laughs> in, in K pop songs now, which is, is like to change up the beat, which. Yeah. It's so kind of, to me, a little bit, like, it's starting to get to that point of, like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It can be a little jarring. I mean, I understand the change of pace as they do, but, yeah, the little rate breakdown. 
uh, can be a little jarring. And I think overall, uh, I'm not sure if in the long run it's going to be something that's in my uh, rotation uh, either. But I think on the whole, it's uh, done really well. And uh, I do dig me some Sonhua ever since Invisible Youth. She's really cool. And uh, 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 Hillsong is, is, is mighty fine in, the, in this video. Uh, she, just like she always is. Ugh. All right. Uh, but yeah, that's secret. Uh, moving on to some, I think, uh, going across the straits, uh, hopping over, uh, to the other, uh, half of our, our, uh, East Asian pop culture world, uh, mm-hmm. to Japan. Uh, more quality stuff from Femme. Uh, another <laughs> quality party track from Femme. Uh, if y'all don't know, it's Far East Man- Mansion Mannequin, uh, a group that basically gets English lyric songs from, uh, hit makers, uh, from around the world and performs it as, uh, mannequins <laughs> and puts, and has been putting together, uh, a, a quick string of several videos lately coming from, you know, uh, fuck boys get money. Uh, party all night. Uh, uh, you know, couple of the songs. Wanna be. Wanna be. Yeah, they've been kind of putting them back to back to back, and this is the latest one with Dead Wrong, and it's it's a pretty strong track, pretty killer track. I don't know. Did, did yeah. you get a chance to to check this out? The the more and more I hear from them. So- since we kind of, for us, since we first discovered them, and I don't want to discover them and put them on the map, social media bullshit. No, like, when me and Petey found out, the more and more I hear from them, the fucking more amazing it gets, man. Like, I fucking yeah. love this thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I just, I don't know. I love it, man. It's fucking, it's so much fun. And there, there are some songs that I'm not super fond of, but overall, I, I really like Fab. Yeah, like it, it, they have some really cool tracks, and they, they the the way they do the videos is simple but really effective, and just the songs are they slay, <laughs> they slay, uh, and there's not much you can say about them. Fantastic yeah. party tracks. Pa- put them on your party playlist. They will kill. They will. They'll put everybody on the dance floor. Um, yeah. The last thing that caught my attention. Uh, uh, if you hear the fact that uh, E-Girls is going to be brought up, uh, you would think that it, uh, if E-Girls was going to be brought up in this show, it would have already been brought up before it got to me. But I'm the one bringing it up. And you shouldn't be I've... prejudiced because you don't know you don't know Kaz's musical stylings. You don't know Kaz. Don't judge. Don't assume. Uh, I was but, an AKB yeah. fan, so like exactly. other groups were ever really on the map for me because, like, it was one of those things. I will, I will make it right. I will bring up other pop groups. I promise. Right. I'm working. Uh, e Girls, uh, they released a song, a, a, a video for a song uh, called uh, "Odoru Ponpo Karin," uh, which. Yeah. On the on the actual video, if you check out the actual video, it's a pretty uh, uh, standard, you know, J-pop track. Really well done, but it's kind of a doesn't really need to be much. It isn't much and doesn't really need to be much because it's mostly just a theme for an anime. So it kind of does its purpose of being a J-pop track. But what really caught my attention was the dance intro 
slash dance version that they they uh had for yeah. this uh music video and it's basically all the girls from e-girls doing just a dance breakdown and <laughs> they're in their uniforms uh a nice medley of styles with this backing track uh smiles on all their faces complete mix of dance styles and music styles uh really showcasing their their abilities and their skills and also showcasing that uh boy london really has taken over all of asians fa- asia's uh fashion <laughs> culture yeah uh cuz I, I need to ask some of my fashion friends if boy london is a thing outside of asia especially considering it's not even from asia like like how does how did boy london end up being a thing but anyways uh it just was like a really cool like out of nowhere onslaught of dancing uh wh- what was your impression of, of this little dance sequence as they get ratchet um, there? The, the like you said, the song is kind of standard uh, J-pop girl group fare, uh, really fluffy, really light, you know, uh, and poppy. Uh, but the 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 dance video was really fun and interesting, and it, it's something that got me into J-pop in the first place is like kind of uh, dance videos uh, coming from different dance girl groups, which I guess I'll talk about on another show. I'll, I'll go deeper into that. And I just kind of, this brought me back to like originally getting into that stuff and watching dance videos uh, from, from girl groups and just girl groups that are meant to be nothing but dance groups uh, that are a thing in Japan uh, or were. Uh, it was bigger kind of back in the day, but this is just fun and, and was really creative. I thought. Yeah. Really fun. Really creative. I think really well done. And I love the little part where, where they just get like ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it's just really cool energy and, and the video is cool. And the, the song is, you know, if you like the J pop, you'll like the, the actual song, but, uh, and also love the modified can play. Uh, dance in there and it, it's all really well done. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely going to be interested in seeing if e-girls do more of this. <laughs> uh, and I will keep my eye on it, uh, for that. Uh, but that, that is uh, for what we've been listening to. That's what we've been, uh, caught our attention musically. Uh, we're going to get over to our headlines now. Uh, talk about more stuff. All right. So let's head over there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the headline segment where we talk about uh, topical topics in the world of East Asian pop culture. Uh, some of the headlines, some of the happenings and goings on. We've had a, we had a couple of weeks to, of happenings, yet not a lot of things happened. But hey, you know, there's some things to discuss. Uh, one, first things first, uh, kind of a follow through on our dis- a big discussion we had on our last episode. Uh, one of the groups that I've been rooting for for a little while, one of the groups that, uh, is one of those underrated, really good groups out there that, uh, definitely has a lot of, uh, international K-pop fans' attentions. Uh, Spica finally released their, uh, English language, I guess, American debut, uh, track. They put it on iTunes and, uh, put it on a music video, uh, for I Did It. Uh, it's kind of a really interesting track. 
uh, all in English. Uh, very interesting video. Um, very, it's kind of a cool, like little nineties, uh, throwback sound. Uh, you know, it's kind of standard girl power lyrics about partying and Kaz, I have to say, mm-hmm. I like it. Well, I like TV. it. Um, I'm going to have to ask you, am I crazy? Well, no, the, the, I know I'm crazy, but is this further proof that I'm crazy? And I, we, we talked about this and we had our thoughts and all I can really say is I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I, and I mean, I, we were both really kind of prepared to like this in the first place. We just yeah. didn't know how it was necessarily going to go over. Uh, but from what I can say musically, it's done really well. Their English is, is YG levels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goddamn good. Um, and I was really surprised. And, and I don't know all the members of Spica that well, but fuck, a hey, the, the blonde haired girl. Boa. Yeah. Boa. God damn her voice. I fucking love her voice. Like hearing yeah. that in English and ha- kind of the, the, the raspy tone to it that she has. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Boa. Yes, Boa is pretty awesome. You know, cause I, I, I'm going to have to say, you know how it was with you and one cat? Mm-hmm. It's starting it to become is. with starting to become with me a little bit with me and Boa. You know, <laughs> she's kind right. of the one that's caught my attention, especially like her speaking voice is even more husky. Like, uh, I don't know what that says about me, but she's kind of has this really cool attitude, really cool like uh look and style to her, and the, her voice is really interesting, and uh, and she does a fantastic job singing, um. So uh, at the end of the day, okay, so our, uh, for those asking, are tonight and you don't love me better songs in this? Yes. Are they better short cases of their vocal ability? Yes. But at the end of the day, this is a pretty solid track, pretty fun. And like, I can't stop playing this on my, my, you know, on my ride to work. Like I said earlier in the episode, on my ride to work, I'll jam this on. I'm like, I did it. Yes, I did it. I did it. <laughs> like just, just getting myself energized, uh, for the day. And it's just a fun track. And I think, I mean, it, it's probably, it's not going to put them on the map in America and push, push them to world stardom, but. It might get licensed to some movie soundtracks and mm-hmm. they'll play some clubs. They'll, you know, play a club or two while they're still here. And, um, it was a perfectly good toe dip, as somebody put it in the comments, toe dip into the American, uh, audience, into the American market while they prepare for their proper comeback in, in Korea. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, it wasn't, too much of a risk, and I think they did just the right amount of effort. I don't know. What, what do you think on that regard? Um, on the on the what will this do for them in America? I think musically, it's it's really good, and I think it's on pace with the type of stuff that's popular right now. Do I necessarily think the American audience will be like, oh, uh, five Asian girls, you know? 
yeah, that's what I want to hear. You know, just because that's kind of the pace of things. If people pay attention to it musically and, like you said, they do it in the right way, like maybe some movie soundtracks and things like that, then who knows what what could happen? And I know that's a really vague thing to say, and <laughs> I'm I'm really not getting to the heat of it, but. I'm coming to it from a very biased standpoint. You know what I'm saying? I am already very familiar with Spica. This only puts it in a language I can easily understand. Whereas, like, I, I still understand the music in Korean. I, I, I know a majority of the words. I know what I'm hearing. I know what I'm hearing musically. So it there isn't really much difference for me than, than it's Spica in English, you know? For someone else, this is going to be a... Korean pop group, you know, making music and it's going to be a new experience to them. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm being really vague with it because I just, I can't speak to what the pace of this will be because I'm saying, holy shit, I really like this. I like Spica in English. I already liked Spica before that. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not making me more of a Spica fan. It's not making me any less of a Spica fan. Um, it just is going to the, the factor that I, I thought they did it well. Mm-hmm. And I think we can only hope for good things. Uh, they, they, they sang well. Uh, the song is really fun and catchy and, uh, hopefully it gets them some attention. I know that they played to a very excited, very, uh, uh, packed, uh, Rage Nightclub for our Game Boy, the, the show that we talked about at the, the, uh, the gay club, <laughs> the gay bar. Uh, mm-hmm. It went over well and they did a good job. Uh, they, I think they did show a little bit of their inexperience at having stage presence, which they're an idol group. No idol singer has any stage presence other than CL. <laughs> Nobody in, uh, in the idol world has any stage presence other than CL and G Dragon, really. Uh, <laughs> they all pretty much have their routines and they do them. Uh, but, the, and that's all they have to do, really. But I think, uh, but overall they'd had a good performance and they had a good performance at KCON with, to a packed, uh, I think it was a Staples Center, I'm saying, or, or wherever they had KCON. Uh, it was a packed house mm-hmm. and everybody that was there as soon as they came out was into it, cheering for, K- uh, Spica and, uh, they played it fantastically and, and, yeah, uh, I, did, I really did a couple of morning shows and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so they had, they had some good showcases. So they're getting some ears. Uh, probably, you know, those things were playing to people that are already fans, but at least those kind of reactions could say, Hey, these, these ladies are people that are appreciated and have fandoms and, Wow, they they really draw an uh, attention to themselves. Wow, there's something somebody to be to keep an eye on. So they might, you know, mm-hmm. turn some heads. Uh we can only hope for the best. Spica, fighting. All right. So, moving on to the next uh cool little headline. Uh I think both Kaz and I have been off and on keeping track of the show Roommate uh yeah. specifically for a little our off for me right now. <laughs> yeah, and for me too. Uh, really for our girl Pop Bomb, uh, but through that show, <laughs> for, for, through that show, I know that there are a couple of the, the people on there that I actually, uh, grew fond of. Uh, Chaniel is a cool kid, uh, 
Uh, freaking Seho, the comedian guy is cool. Nana, I think is, I adore. She's fun and, and sweet. Uh, and another person, Sung Gayon, uh, professional, now professional MMA fighter, uh, mm-hmm. was somebody that was really cool, has a really cool personality, seems really cool and seems to have like a, a very interesting personality in the sense that she's, she is lovely. She's very pretty and she's very much recognized and she'll, uh, as being, being very pretty, but she almost doesn't care about <laughs> the fact that people think she's pretty. Uh, yeah. all she cares about is being a fighter and the fact that, hey, she can do some modeling gigs and be on variety shows and get money off of it. That's cool. But <laughs> I'm, 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 I still got to train. I'm, are, are we done with this? Alright, I'm gonna go train to be a fighter, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get my face punched. And, and she was asked, uh, uh, I know she was asked in an interview, interview, she was worried about her face being damaged into a fight. I'm like, no. <laughs> why am I, why am I gonna worry? I'm, I'm an MMA fighter. It's gonna happen. <laughs> like, she was so nonchalant. So, she finally made her debut, uh, for, for her professional MMA debut, uh, yeah. against, uh, Emmy Yamamoto. Uh, and she won via yeah. uh, KO, TKO, uh, just a couple of minutes into the fight. And the, uh, yeah, and I watched the fight and I was impressed. <laughs> like, uh, she came out, like, as soon as the referee said go, she went. <laughs> like, yeah. She was swinging. Uh, now- <sighs> Hold on, I mean, I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm some experienced motherfucking fighter. I, I've, yes, I've watched a lot of MMA in my life. I've trained in some martial arts, but not like enough to be good at anything. Um, it was a good, clean fight, right? She came out, I think she knew her opponent really well. She came out, she kind of, she kind of rushed her. Um, yeah. Got, got tied up with her, went to the ground. The first time they go to the ground, it's a little bit sloppy. You could yeah. see, like, the adrenaline and, and not knowing what to do. But then I think she came out of that with, like, the calmness after and was able to kind of go back into the fight. that me or him him or me me huh? or him oh <laughs> you, you <laughs> went go back into fat and then nothing oh uh, i said she went back into the fight with with that good understanding of what to do now um because that that first like minute is full of nothing but adrenaline, <laughs> you know, uh, and you can see it. She's just like so pumped to finally be doing this thing. Um, and you know, it's all those lights on you and all those things and, and it, it, how it works out for some people. But it was one of those things. She, she went, um, and, and it was just crazy, you know, like it was crazy how well she reacted to yeah. to that and and probably good training on on being able to know her opponent really well m- most likely um yeah. and i can't wait to see what more she does like it it's always exciting to see see people get out there in in the martial arts world and and do these things and um yeah she's she's got a long way to go before she can go uh sit, stand across the ring from 
uh, the one true target that I think when you talk about women's MMA, you say everybody's pretty much gunning for one name. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. the double R Ronda Rousey. Uh, but she, you know, she's got a long way to go, but she's made her first step and every journey begins with a, with, with the first step. Uh, and I, a very successful first step. And I think that she's going to do really well, hopefully. Uh, she's already got a, a history of, of, of kicking ass in other sports. She's a champion kickboxer. And, uh, I think she'll do well in this just out of sheer determination and will. Uh, well, fantastic. Sung Young fighting. All right. Uh, moving on to another fun little, uh, headline. Uh, so G Dragon and Pharrell Williams cross paths at the AIA Real Life. Now Festival 2014 and took a picture together, which means nothing really, but gives us an opportunity to say, to ask, how awesome would a collaboration with, between G Dragon and Pharrell Williams, uh, would be? How awesome would that be? Kaz, can you imagine it? Are, are we, are we going off of a picture to talk about a collaboration? Yes. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> it's so silly, but yeah. I think that would be really cool. I think I think G Dragon style and and Pharrell's production style would work really well. And I've always said this, and I've always screamed this, especially when we did our first few episodes. Go back and listen to our first few episodes; uh, they're also terrible. Um, of how much I think certain producers and certain styles would fit well in the Korean hip hop scene and how I thought Will I Am is not one of them and having him be the namesake producer for what was supposed to be the 21 uh premiere in America was just never going to work out and have we heard anything from that book no um but I think someone like Pharrell who's just one of those guys who who it's really musically talented would work really well in with those kind of artists, uh, 21G Dragon, Big Bang, and all those kind of things. Um, yeah, I think it's something that, uh, I would love to have, have happen because of his, his style and even just, uh, not just him, but having both the Neptunes, uh, working with, uh, those various artists would be a fantastic collaboration. Um, can you, what are some other dream collaborations you have between K-pop artists and Western artists or producer? Um, I think... <sighs> hmm. A lot of it would probably be YG for me, but I think, like, maybe even, um... Pharrell with, uh... Um, Seven, or, like, one of those kind of solo R&B guys, you know would would work really well um i think um i'm trying to think of more like it's the producers that i'm having a hard time thinking of yeah uh timbaland Um, maybe i don't know well see timbaland and miss yelly have that same style and i think miss yelly has kind of like shown well no she did that more on the outside i think timberland is another guy who would work really well with people like, like Seven and Rain and, and even Jay Park, you know, like guys like that or, or fucking, um, Sangrio or, 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 um, D Light, you know, kind of. Yeah. 
in that era, in like of, of the girl groups, I think um, Timberland could do really well with that too, uh, yeah. just because of his his kind of musical stylings. Um, Maybe it's uh, Timberland and Miss A, kind of similar to his collaborations with uh, uh, like Raider Leah, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there are ones that could work really well, just not goddamn will I am. <laughs> and somebody, somebody should collaborate with Zico of, of Block B because I think I think he has some some skills that he could he could showcase and some writing skills too, uh, uh, which you could showcase. Uh, yeah. but yeah, those are some of those ideas. Do them, K-pop. Do them. I think like like a, a song written by Neo, done by like. Rain or or Young, yeah, that that would work really well. I think anything involving a song written by Neo, <laughs> especially, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, I think would would be killer. Uh, but yeah, do it, K-pop. Uh, another more proof that uh, K-pop companies should really hire us. Oh, freaking um, uh, oh god, what is the the um? I feel so bad that I can't think of his name. Um. The Def Jam, like, super producer. Def Jam super producer. I don't know his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. It'll come to us. It'll come yeah. to you. It'll come to you. You're going to say it randomly in the next headline. Uh, it'll be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, back to Chris's, uh, watch. Uh, hail, uh, hail, holy Chris's, uh, so wishing I had that jersey now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Chris is uh, stepping up his uh, his uh, promotions and his uh, work in China. Uh, he's already wrapping up uh, shooting his his first movie, somewhere we all only we know, and now he's uh, purportedly going to start work on a movie uh, co-starring, uh, I believe. Gong Yu or Juwon, uh, one of those uh, art, uh, actors, uh, and specifically also Hanging of Super mm-hmm. Junior. Okay. Uh, specific, and, and what's notable about that is Hanging of Super Junior was one of the other guys who sued himself out of his SM contract. Uh, and, uh, got, and specifically as a Chinese, uh, national who sued himself out of his SM contract. And this movie is kind of a, an fu to SM entertainment, uh, in a way, in kind of a, a hilarious way, especially for those that are part of, uh, hashtag team Schadenfreude. Uh, <laughs> and on top of that, uh, there are rumors, mostly unsubstantiated, probably completely false rumors that he is also working on a solo release, uh, in further, uh, fu to SM entertainment. How, how fascinating is this, uh, these, uh, machinations now that Chris, especially coming off of, uh, SM claiming that he, they didn't keep, they weren't holding Chris back. He just failed auditions and couldn't get work on his own. Um, I think it's, it's one, it's the spin of popularity of what's going on. So that's yeah. going to make other people want to grab, land grab at Chris, you know? Yeah. Um, two, it all goes to show what's going to happen after, 
right? So now we have this 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 possible presentation from Chris of as an actor and as a, as a solo music artist, right? What what is he going to show? Because it could come out and he could be a really bad actor and he could be a really bad showcase by himself as a solo artist, or he could be do exceptionally well. So it all goes to show what happens after this. These little things of saying, okay, yeah, he, he got placed in a movie. Yeah. He's working on solo music is only the showcase for then what happens next, right? This is, this is the between point of saying, see, you fucked up SM or going, Oh shit. SM was right. Right. <laughs> this, this is only going to, to, fir- to, to finally split that divide. Um, and, and really say now there's also going to be a lot of mix in that because you're going to have the people who are Chris fans who automatically are going to appreciate and love anything Chris does. And the people overall who are just SM fans and supporters who will just be like, Oh no, it's terrible no matter what. Um, so it's going to rely on the people in the middle, like me and Petey, uh, who will tell the truth and say whether it's good or bad, uh, whether it's happy or sad, whether it, Fucking Rick Rubin. I just looked it up. Fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it just from there is going to say like, uh, Rick Rubin and Block B. There's another collaboration. We'll throw that out. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it, like I said, it, this is just a, a in the middle of that conversation. So the beginning of that conversation is Chris wanting to get out of of XM and uh, EXO. Um, you know, that's the beginning of the conversation. We are now at that midpoint in the conversation where it goes. Chris stood on his own and he got a role in a movie and he worked on solo music. And then after this comes the end of that conversation where we go, yo, Chris blew them a fucking way. That movie was banging. The music was, was crazy. Or we go, that motherfucker can't act and can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, because now it, it either goes to show one or two things. He either stands on, on, on the throne, like people like Jay Park, Jay Park started in 2 PM, wanted out of 2 PM, got out of 2 PM, made his own label, made his own music. And, fucking is a really good showcase of saying he was being he was might have been being held back in 2 p.m um you know so yeah so we're gonna have to see what what happens with uh this uh again it's definitely interesting him working with another sm uh exile uh and it, it it's gonna be interesting the kind of uh the machinations of sm because uh, we are, I am a fan of several artists that come out of SM, but I'm not necessarily always the fan of SM, the company, uh, mm-hmm. especially, you know, with some of the, some of the manipulations and the fact that, uh, to this day, JYJ, the three members that sue themselves out of, uh, TVXQ, uh, don't get to promote on television because very obviously, they are, you know, all these television companies are being held, uh, at gunpoint by, uh, SM. Uh, though, nobody will say it out loud. They pretty much are being forced by SM not to book JYJ for fear of losing, losing SM. Uh, so they do some manipulation and some, some stuff that I, I'm not a big fan of. Uh, so 
seeing some of that maybe get chipped away and a little bit of a, a little bit of a karmic retribution from somebody would be cool. But I will still judge whatever comes out impartially and right down the middle, like Bill Alfonso wrestling reference for, for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. But hopefully good things come for, uh, everybody involved. Uh, uh, that's uh that's uh, it for the main headlines. Uh now we get to a little bit of a cool uh a return of uh something that I premiered a little while ago. PD's favorite thing, new favorite thing. If I can remember the title. Uh, PD's new favorite thing. So, uh, uh many uh, if you're frequent listener of Holly Juku, you'll remember how the journey from me for uh, with uh, you who came from the stars, aka my love from another star, aka a million other, uh, English titles for, for that. Uh, and you saw, I, I, I definitely made a point of bringing up on the show how, like, uh, hey, the show, I like, I'm watching this show. I really like it. It's really growing on me. I really like it. Man, I love this show. Uh, and up to like the finale and we actually got to review it together. it's happening again with another show. And I think it's a show that I brought up to Kaz a little while ago, uh, that Mm -hmm. got his interest because, uh, uh, he is familiar with the lead actress, uh, cause she was in another show that he appreciated as well. Uh, which we might have to bring up on the show as well. And cause I know you, you'll, you'll, you'll introduce me to that show as well. Um, but it's a show called it's okay. That's love. This is very much, uh, my interest in this show very much falls in the vein of Good Doctor. Uh, because my, because of word of what the show's content was, and specifically was mental health and mental illness. So the premise of the show is that a psychiatrist and a famous novelist slash radio DJ who has OCD, uh, meet. And actually not in a fateful way, but just kind of meet naturally. Uh, and through the course of the show, we'll fall in love, obviously, because there's a male lead and the female lead of a, of a Korean drama, and that's just how it works. Uh, but what really has so far caught my interest in this show is how human they make mental illness uh in this show how much of a human face they put on several aspects of mental illness because uh a couple of things of course uh, what the male lead suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder and probably is also um uh is also also has an imaginary friend played by one of the kids from XO <laughs> uh from from what you can tell. Uh and she is a psychiatrist, but she's also dealing with her anxiety over intimacy issues, uh, because of an affair her mom had while uh, on her dad who is suffering from uh kind of a I believe I, I don't know exactly what the illness is. I believe it was uh but it is a very deliberate deli- debilitating uh cerebral and uh physical injury. I believe it was a form of palsy uh, in a way, uh, but you know, the, the, the kind of the trauma of that, it also mm-hmm. stars our boy Lee, Lee Kwang Soo of Running Man, 
uh, mm-hmm. playing a character called Su Kwong, <laughs> playing the the Tony Danza in a way. Uh, <laughs> okay, you know, because Tony Danza, every character Tony Danza played was Tony. <laughs> this is that 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 character. Uh, but he plays a character with Tourette syndrome, and uh, <laughs> okay. which. It has its funny moments, but actually is represented well. Uh, it also stars the dad from the Reply series, uh, Sung, uh, Sung, uh, Sung Dong-il, uh, who, uh, many will know from Reply 1997 and Reply 1994, uh, Gong Hyo-jin, uh, like I said, of pasta fame and, uh, a couple other fine actors. Uh, and I think it's a drama to look out for. It's a drama that I think we're gonna, uh, bring up uh, again, and might be for my turn when we, when I have a, a, a chance to bring up a drama. Uh, did you get a chance to check out some of this, uh, drama? Did you, or how did your impression not, of it? I have not checked it out yet. Um, I, I have had it, uh, in my queue on Drama Fever, but I had a feverish pace of having to watch a bunch of anime for Otakon because that was coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, which is why we also haven't finished, uh, uh, freaking, um, Air City. Air City. I wanted to call it Airport. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why we haven't finished Air City, which we'll probably finish up next week. And then, like, uh, PD said, we'll probably move on to this show most likely. Uh, and, and then probably things most of these actors have been in previously. Uh, because like I said, the, the uh, lead actress uh, in the show pasta is where I fell in love with her. She's such a good actress. She, she's really good at the things that we do. And these, this is one of those shows that are filled with people that we have seen in other things um, and, and things that we have loved. So I'm, I'm pretty sure at least on, on one thing, I will love the acting in it because it's it's filled with Korean actors that I kind of know um, do a good jobs in the roles that they're given. Um, mm-hmm. It will be it will totally be in the story to keep me involved because I know the people who are in it will definitely are definitely is what's going to pull me towards the series. And it's an SBS series, and I tend to love SBS series. I think a lot of the ones I tend to do are are SBS series. Um, not that there's uh, very much to choose from between SBS and MB and NBC, <laughs> um, but you know, it, like I said, I I'm pretty sure this is going to be a series that that I like, and so far with PD speaking very highly of it, I don't see why I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting uh, discussion that we'll have about this show. But yeah, that was PD's new favorite thing. Uh but yeah, yep. that's that. Uh, now we get into, uh, so last week we didn't have an episode and the reason for no. that, uh, the main reason for that, uh, is, uh, we were t- kind of taking a hiatus, uh, for Otakon. Uh, Kaz uh, attended Otakon, uh, over in his hometown of Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, how was it? Just, let's just get into it. How was Otakon this year? I'm not going to go into this super, super detailed thing because I, I, I did that like less than an hour ago on, <laughs> on, uh, shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys. So I will say this. It, it was so much fun. I, there were a lot of people. I got to talk to a lot of people. I got to talk to a lot of people who are, who are K-pop fans actually this time around. Uh, because always thinking about content. Um, which, which, you know, help me understand kind of what the pace of mainly 
ladies, of course, because those are the biggest and most of K-pop fans out there. Um, but there wasn't a lot of presence of, of a lot of Korean entertainment stuff because uh, Otakon is really, really big on, on voice actors and, and getting all those kind of people there. Um, so there wasn't a lot of that stuff. I didn't go to a lot of panels, so I don't know what panels happened. I don't know if there were any Korean-centric or East Asian pop culture-centric. Well, that's kind of dumb to say because it's an anime convention, which is yeah. very hardly surrounded in a form of East Asian pop culture. Caught myself. Don't write those letters. Um, so what I will uh, uh, spend a majority of my time talking about is something that me and P kind of came up with at ASIN, uh, which is picking up random albums uh, from, from K-pop groups, either ones that we know or ones that we're not very familiar with, um, and kind of have a little showcase of, of that stuff is what I thought we would, we would do. I thought that would be really interesting to do that. Um, so, so one thing that, that I picked up, um, that I want to show off is the BAP unplugged album. Um, this is something actually me and PD have talked about on a previous episode. I don't know which one that is. I probably should have looked. Um, but we talked about the boys from BAP doing mm-hmm. a un- unplugged, uh, set, uh, which, in my mind, I figured it was going to be more than what it was. Uh, it is, uh, I, I don't want to say lacking in content, um, but it's two songs and the third being an instrumental of the first song, which I think yeah. is the song that, uh, me and PD talked about on the previous episode when we heard, uh, about BAP, uh, our boys, uh, doing an unplugged album. Um, the album itself, uh, it's kind of standard fare for, for Korean albums, which is something else me and PD, uh, found interesting, right? I paid, I think, 20 bucks for this, right? Now you think content wise, you paid 20 bucks for two songs, you're an idiot. But, overall, what, what we've come to, to realize is that $20 went into a lot more than this CD. Right. I have a really nice book, photo album and and a CD with with a couple of songs on it uh, that I can hear and and listen to. Um, And it's generally in uh, the Korean album sets. These photo books is really the things that are really interesting. And uh, this is one of those ones that comes with a card of one of your favorite BAP members uh, who I'm not sure which one that is. Sorry. Um, so that was that. Um, like, and, and me and PD saying we found that interesting is one of those things. So this will be something we'll review later. Uh, we'll talk about the, the songs. <laughs> um <laughs> And, and how they are. They're, they're really jazzy. I've already kind of uh, took an early peek at it and, and listened to it a little bit. They're really jazzy and really nice. And like I said, uh, uh, we, we had some thoughts on it before, but we'll give it a really in-depth ideal. And this is their fourth um, mini album, actually. Yeah. So. Uh, mini album. I, I feel like it was kind of worth the set of what it was. Yes, mini album. My, my uh, <laughs> b- photo book that I got for uh, from FX. Red yeah, red light. Fantastic photo book. And Luna Which is 
which we already did. We we did red light, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, so this is the other thing I got, which is still wrapped in plastic. Um, Hello Venus is uh, first mini album. Um, and if I am correct, I've got to turn my monitor back on. Actually, um, Hello Venus. Click on the link you. Um, Hello Venus. Uh, six member girl group. Yeah. Uh, debuted in twenty twelve. Yeah, it was a collaboration yeah. <laughs> between Pletus Entertainment and Fantasio. Uh, so a couple of members were, I believe, from Pletus, and the rest were Fantasio. Uh, and I think at the moment, it's down to the four members, I believe, that were on Fantasio. Uh, at least it was down to four members as the two decided to kind of, the collaboration was over, so it's down to four members, but, at the time, it was a six-member girl group named Hello Venus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, this is, as PD said, a uh, album from when they were six members. I just took the plastic off of it and got my uh, my nice card of Yusa. 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 So, uh, this, uh, fortunately for us cats and kittens out there, uh, comes with a photo book, as always, which I don't know why the photo books are attached. I wish they weren't. They're generally, like, glued in, uh, to the albums. Um, and I wish you could take them out because yeah. I would just love to just kind of have the photo book to kind of really, really look at. Um, but it's full of photos. <gasps> <laughs> Who would have thought <laughs> of the girls? Um, they're really, really pretty. Uh, but I mean, duh, you yeah. would expect that. Um, there's a lot of individual shots of the girls in here. Um, really fun promo shots. Really well done too. Um, and it, it does it in a good way of kind of, uh, each girl has their own little set and there's um kind of these these mood things for them and like all this little thing because it's their first mini album so it's introducing you to the girls uh so it, it it's really cutely set up in a way to introduce you to each individual member and kind of give you a chance to to find the member that you'd like uh there's our girl Yuza uh who we have a card for out of this album um it is a one two three four song mini album which once again, like I said, uh, me and Petey will will take our time and we'll go through it and we'll listen to it and we'll give you the details. Uh, it will most likely be me and Petey going, I like this track, that track was meh, <laughs> and yeah. uh, this thing. Um, but but, it'll still be fascinating nonetheless. Um, yeah, yeah the, the, the physical album uh, kind of culture and style from, uh, from K-pop is definitely something that uh, I've noticed, yeah, we've no, we've talked about repeatedly and something that I noticed in a, re- a recent article actually kind of brought, uh, I, I can't pull up the article on that cause I don't remember what it was, but it was a while ago that actually pointed out that di- kind of the, the difference uh, specifically in Korea 
uh, between digital costs and physical media costs. Uh, CD, CD is basically, like we've seen, is just as expensive over there as it is here. Uh, even more so with these packages, but, you know, there's a difference with that. But like a regular CD is just as expensive there as it, over here, as it is over here. But digital sales are much cheaper. Uh, yeah. here we have the tradition, you know, it's usually like a bucket track. You know, now on iTunes Plus is like a buck thirty, you know, for, for the high end tracks. Uh, streaming services are usually ten dollars, fifteen dollars if you're Beats Music, but fuck Beats Music, nobody wants that. Uh, so it's ten dollars is usually the base, baseline. Uh, in Korea, tracks are much cheaper. They're like, uh, uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but you can get like an album for a couple of, you know, for a couple thousand won. That's, you know, just a couple bucks. You can subscribe to Melon's streaming service for like, uh, I think before it was 3,000 won. I think it's now it's doubled to a whopping 6,000 won, you know, six bucks, less than six bucks. Um, so digital is much cheaper. So people don't really look to physical media as a way to listen to an album. And it really comes down to, you know, CDs being really for the fans, for the fandom, you know, for, mm-hmm. for the, for the true hardcore fans and for, uh, buying your way into meet and greet. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, but really about the fandom. So they really, I, that is really how you, how it comes about where they really pay attention to having a big package that the fandoms will appreciate or, you know, kind of having a complex, interesting package with, you know, plenty of content to look over, uh, pictures of the group to fawn over, you know, a little car. I just realized I pronounced her name wrong. It's Yuara. 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 Yeah. Yuara. Guara. Haragu. Uh, but yeah, it, it's the, the physical media side of, of K-pop is, is fascinating and really cool. I think at the end of the day, it makes for a better product for the people that want that better product. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and it's fascinating. I, I mean, I really enjoy having these. And like one of the other things that I've always wanted, uh, to have and get my hands on was, uh, G Dragon's, um, uh, which one is it? I forget which one of his albums. Um, one of a kind, but one of a kind. Yeah. Because it, I like the way one of a kind really looks and, and kind of that it, 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 all of these always have that book style appeal to them. Um, yeah. even the, the, uh, uh, my name one that I have has like that book style appeal to it. And what used to be the factor of like keeping DVDs on your shelf because they looked really nice and, and having, uh, CDs, but, we've so simplified the CD here in America, you know, where it's just like the plastic thing. You open it up. It comes with a, a leaflet or, or fold out or whatever, uh, that has some good things, maybe some lyrics for each song on it. Uh, the thank yous, a, a picture or two and that's it, or it's a poster and that's it. Um, and it, it almost goes to like, do, why do I need to spend $15 on that? I'll just spend eight and get, you know, the digital download. Um, but like these things, buying more and more of these as we've gone through this on Hollywood and like PD who bought the pink tape and that, that really showy way that that comes where it looks like a tape. It comes in like the, the old style V just like sleeve and, and 
all that, you know, like there's so much showmanship that happens with K-pop and in 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 uh, J-pop as well that like it really becomes this thing that is worth worth the time and money if you love the group, you know, um, that you put in. So even this for a group like Hello Venus, which you know we're probably never going to talk about as much as we just have. Uh, I'm really appreciative to have this, you know, because it's something that, that is going to go on a shelf and I'm going to look at it and be able to see it, you know, however I decide to display it. And that's also another thing. It's like, this thing can be displayed really well. Like if I sit it front and like have it sitting kind of open or whatever, like what, however I decide to do it, it's just, it's a really good showcase and it really brings back the thing of having a music collection, right? Because now everyone's music collection is on their computer. So this is one of those things, um, you know, I know PD is really proud of the pink tape. Like, he loves the showmanship of it. Yeah. I love that showmanship of it. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it's a really good, interesting showmanship of your music taste and, and the quality of your music taste as yeah. well. Even like non-idol artists like Lim Kim of Tuga World, her, her, her solo album was, uh, you got, uh, an actual like, it, like a storybook, like this kid's storybook style mm-hmm. book. And it was cool. It was like this, uh, cardboard cover and it looked like a, like a kid's book. And it was like that storybook style and it fit with the style of the, of the album. And, uh, yeah, we, we love the albums. We love, uh, the really cool CD packaging. Um, another cool thing, uh, quickly uh, talk about, uh, there, I guess it was uneventful, but talk about, I, I, you, when you said you were at the K-pop booth, the first thing I asked you was, uh, do they got that Chris jersey up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did not have the Chris jersey on display. They had a bunch of the other members of, of EXO jerseys on display. They even had the big giant tiger heads from, uh, book bags for, for G Dragon, uh, which a couple of people bought. There were 60 bucks. Uh, yeah. and, and I saw a couple of people buy those things, like walk up and be like, I want that tiger head backpack. Uh, <laughs> so uh there was all you know posters t-shirts all those things the hats and the socks uh for all your favorite k-pop groups uh but yeah we we went on a slight journey for a christian jersey which i ended up not getting uh one because i wanted to i wanted to make sure i got albums uh because yeah. albums are always a good talk point for the show um but the Christian jerseys are still out there ladies and gentlemen you gotta snatch them up while they exist you know what i'm saying like those are those are classic those are classic items, man. It's like, like, it's like, like me getting that, that, that Jose Reyes Marlins jersey, you know, <laughs> that, that LeBron James jersey, you know, yeah. that heat LeBron James jersey, you know, that, that outdated feeling, you know, uh, that Shaquille O'Neal heat jersey, you know, get that, that old team, you know, that old player you used to love. Uh, Dragon Con is just around the corner. I will say this. Uh, Dragon Con is, I think, a couple weeks away. I'm gonna keep an eye out for a K-pop booth, cause now it seems like every con has a K-pop booth now. Uh, and I'm gonna see if I have, I find the, uh, Chris jersey there. And, uh, part of the fun is also gonna be the fun of asking the nice young K-pop fan, who most likely is a EXO stan, uh, 
because basically every girl in K-pop now loves EXO. Uh, they're 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 the hot apparently the hotness. The, the, like the so like in two separate occasions, like a girl that that I was hanging out with in a group of friends, like we were all sitting talking or whatever and stuff like that, and she turned around like to look for something, and she had a backpack on, and I kind of like my eye darted towards her backpack because I was like, wait, what does that say on there? It says EXO on there, so I was like, oh. <laughs> You're an EXO fan. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, so we talked about that or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, I do YouTube stuff and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, okay, cool. So then I go to the K-pop booth and, and, uh, I'm, I'm texting PD. I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up another album. Uh, we're, I'm going to do that. Um, and then he was like, see if they got a crush jersey. So I was like, <laughs> hey, uh, excuse me. I was like, like, uh, the EXO jerseys. I was like, do you have a Chris one or whatever? And she was like, oh, yeah, I, hold on, I think so. And she went, she dug through, and she found it. She was like, yeah, here it goes. I was like, all right, I think I might get it. Um, and she was like, yeah, she was like, I'm a, I'm a Chris fan. So it's just like, oh, another EXO, uh, invert, like, they're, they're, they're everywhere, man. Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> they're oh, out there. Poor girl. Poor girl. And, her and, Chris, and you said that Chris, Chris is her guy. You know, Chris is her, her bias. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard out there. It's hard out there for a Chris bias. Uh, but they, 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 he, they now have a, his new form. He's no longer yeah. holy Chrisus. He's, uh, holy Jesus. Uh, he's in a different way, a Wuji fan. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, mark my words. Dragon Con in a couple of weeks. I will go to the K-pop booth and I will see if they got that Chris jersey. And I will report the reaction of the girl in the corner in the booth <laughs> when I ask her for the Chris jersey. And it will be fine. Uh, but that's, that's it for us here. Hallyujuku once again. Uh, we were glad to be back after like a minor little, uh, t- week off, but we're glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, Kaz, what, what have you got going on in, in the world of the internet? Um, I guess the main thing I want to point people to is especially the about.me right now, because I want everybody to go and check out all the photos and shit that I did uh, at Otakon and all the pictures that I took of all the amazing cosplay. So definitely please go to about.me and either go to the Google Plus page or the Facebook page. Uh, and, With that and new watermark. Out- yeah, that 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 finally putting the the actual logo uh that was designed for me to put on things uh especially photography things um so i'm actually using it like a real fucking photographer um but no it's a it's a it's a prosumer hobby uh it's something that if i happen to ever make money from taking photos then i am more than happy to do it but i am going to like go way too deep into it like i do all of my hobbies uh, if you mm-hmm. can see my desk right now and all of the the girls that are on my desk <laughs> like <laughs> your hobbies take um, over your life mm-hmm. uh, bam, 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 bam. there's more i'm just not going to pick them all up <laughs> because <laughs> um, I don't want to drop them. Uh, yeah, so it, it's one of those things. I really love taking pictures. I really love doing that. It, it's so much fun, uh, and I'm, I'm going to do it more and more and more and more. Um, so please go go check them out. Go comment on them. Go like them or hate them or whatever you want to do. Like I don't care. I just like communication. Communicate with me. Yes, a commune with him. Uh about.me slash Kaz. I'm about.me slash PD Rave. Uh, same old things. Uh, if you see me at Dragon Con, say hello. Uh, don't, don't, 
do it too harshly because I, I I'm I'm a fear biter. So watch out. Uh, but no, just say hello, Dragon Con. Uh, I'll be out there having fun, rolling, you know, rolling in like 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 Chris and that that one gift, like. Uh, but yeah, about that, me asking, uh, PD Rave, uh, PD Rave everywhere else. The show's at Halijuku, Halijuku.com. If you don't know how to spell Halijuku, just use kpoppodcast.com. Easy way to share it with your friends. Uh, share the show, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, everywhere else. Uh, like us, subscribe, uh, share, comment. Review. I'm also, I'm also just gonna apologize for the next few weeks of content because I just realized like you're gonna get fanny pack with me, PD and DJM and Drew, uh, you know, record breakers with with PD and Drew, uh, shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys with me and DJM, and then only a Juku with me and PD. <laughs> yeah, so, out of us, all up in your face if you can. Right. Um, you, you, if you really want us, we're out there. <laughs> yeah. You can't get rid of us. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of melding this week uh, of of the you know the the crew, uh, yes. which we generally try to stay away from. We tr- we try to generalize, not not mix too much. But it it happens. We we always love working with each other and doing all those things, and it's so much fun. And I think everything we've done. The couple of weeks have been pretty good, so please check it all out, like and subscribe to everything uh, that we do because yeah. it's fun and it's hobby and it's it's the things we love and the things you love. So yeah, fighting, fighting. Until next time, hasta los huevos, Anyang. <laughs>